The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. This is All Things Elite. Welcome back to All Things Elite. Load up the pod, and the song when we speak. Rich right here, let me warm it up for Austin and Floyd. Couldn't be no one but the boys. When it come to All Things Elite from the fan perspective, swear, man, it ain't no question. Here from first, swear, man, they putting in the work. No, they had to get me for the verse. Social suplex networks on. I was at a time in your headphones. Austin and Floyd on the microphone. Backing out on the red, getting in the zone. Pulling up the show, give it seven stars, you already know. Who else could it be but the show with the proclivity for a positivity? I'm gone. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the 223rd episode of Social Suplex's podcast about AEW with a proclivity for positivity. Welcome to a special rapid-fired edition of All Things Elite. Uh, my name is Austin Sumwitz. I am the host of this lovely show. Joining with me, as always, is my good friend, Mr. Floyd Johnson Jr., my man. How are you doing? I know it's late. I know it's late when we're recording this. Dude, I'm actually pretty good. I slept a good portion of today, but you, when you said, hey, this is when we can do the show, I set my alarm really quick, and uh, apparently... I was not having an alarm today because uh, I woke up, turned off my alarm, and went back to sleep and don't even remember doing it. And so I, I, I then uh, woke up like a, so I got up like an hour later than I wanted to. That's what I was like. And so we're recording. This is, for, yeah, 2, 2 a.m. Eastern time. So yep. Austin has to, I have to actually be at work at 8 a.m. Eastern time. Austin has to be at work probably a little later than that. But, yeah, so this is going to be – we're going to cover basically rapid fire, cover the important shit, and get out of there so we can get an episode in because basically I'm tired of doing an episode every other week. So we're going to yeah, make no, sure we're exactly. we get an we episode sure, And plus week. there's so much stuff that got announced this week and so much stuff that happened that we yes. just want to get the big stuff and cover it all. And like I said, this will be a very sh- a relatively short episode because we're just going to knock this out and then get it up for you guys. And then I got to get back to work basically the next day. Employees got to get to work uh, the next day. So. Yeah, yeah. But great for you. It's an easy listen. Yeah, exactly. you know, I got to commit too much time this week. And I thank you all for uh, listening to us. Yes, thank you guys for your patience as we're still just basically we're all very busy right now. But we're making sure to get the, the pod up for y'all because we appreciate y'all and we love the support that you guys show us, but rate review, subscribe, be sure to download us on Apple or Google podcasts or share us around no matter where you listen to us, Spotify, any of that stuff. And also be sure to support all things elite by following us on Twitter at AT elite pod. You can also follow at social suplex who make this show possible and check out all the other shows they have on their network. I'm at Austin Sumowitz, S Z U M O W I C Z. And Floyd is at Floyd Johnson jr. Uh, of course we can't not open this show without talking about the big announcement that TK had this week, which was the fact that they are going to the TD Garden in Boston uh, for a a special edition of Dynamite called AEW Big Business. And interesting enough about, if you take a look at the uh, image that they've tweeted out for the show, you know, it's got them in Boston and all that kind of stuff and all the AEW guys on there, but... 
the S, the first S in business has a dollar sign in it, and on the TD Garden's uh, side of the building, it says "Boss Ton," like B-O-S-S, like "Boss Ton." So we have reached a new uh, first dance m- moniker with AEW Big Business, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we now know March thirteenth, Wednesday, March thirteenth. Y'all want to see Mercedes Monet show up in AEW? That's the show you're going to see it at. Yeah, Sean Rossap has been on top of this since, like, December. I mean, basically saying uh, she was coming. You know, he didn't know when, but she was coming. It was coming soon or imminent, and there was a lot of people uh, trying to dunk on him, saying he didn't know what he was talking about because apparently uh, soon, uh, you know, uh, soon, uh, I guess, means tomorrow or soon means, like, in 30 minutes and not soon as in the big scheme of things was was in a month or two. So right. uh, it's come out and reported uh, that she had been signed with w, uh, AEW uh, basically this whole time. She's been getting paid, and she's just been waiting to make sure she was healthy in debut, which is, in, you know, which is genius. Um, I'm very excited for it. Um, we got the $2 signs, and which makes Boss, you know, but uh, a lot of people think uh, the way the uh, position Tony Khan says this was going to be one of the most biggest shows, most uh, major shows in our wrestling history. Of course, that sold me because I, I love being Mr. I was there. So I was like, oh, OK, I'm going to get to Boston. Uh, but uh, yeah, a lot of people think uh, Mercedes isn't the only thing. Um, there's this other free agent out there. He might be one of the most popular over Japanese wrestlers in history by the name of Kazuchika Okada. A lot of people think he may be getting announced that day too. Now, I'll tell you, I, I love Mercedes. Very excited for the women's division. If I had to pick, that's me going to Boston is probably, I want to kind of, I want to be at the show where, uh, the Rainmakers announced a part as AEW. I don't, no one's promised that. So if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But Austin, what do you think about the potential of getting basically the biggest female free agent signing and the biggest male free agent signing pretty much at the same time? Yeah. And that, that's an interesting thing that I never really thought of more so just because, you know, <clears throat> this is basic, like I said, the show is basically named and built around them getting uh, Mercedes Monet officially signed to AEW. Um, the idea of Kazuchika Okada being at the same show, that would be interesting, I would say. I don't know exactly how that would play off because some people would be like, oh, you're taking away the spotlight for Mercedes' debut, to which I, I would say in response to that, I mean, they did show her at All In this year. You know, It's, like, it's not like she hadn't been showcased before like this isn't just her first appearance she was at all in like we cut to her multiple times yeah so. and maybe they're learning their lesson because we were both at the uh the first dance it was called the last dance right or first dance i don't know what it was called last dance was the actual uh, yeah. documentary on so, michael jordan ours yeah. was the first dance so it was the first dance and they announced cm punk and we got one of the best pops in ever and then the show was super flat Dude, I don't even, like I said, the only thing I remember about the show was that Jade wrestled, and I was bummed that I couldn't actually watch, I wanted to watch Jade actually wrestle uh, in person, 
because again, she's a freak and she's like larger than life. But I had to wait in line for a T-shirt the entire time. So I think they very much are going to try to avoid a situation like that because they'd like to have people actually in the crowd watching the rest of the show. I think. Yeah. So, so if, having yeah having the looming idea of Okada would definitely keep people on the idea of like, well, you know what? Maybe and also don't put the T-shirt out immediately. Like wait until the show is over. Yeah. Yeah, uh, there's a lot there. <laughs> there's a lot there. I mean, I thought first, you know, it was brilliant, but it was just, uh, if you think about it, if you think about it, it was just like, okay, might want to, uh, you know, have a little bit more show planned. I even remember, like I said, I don't remember the rest of the show. I don't remember what happened next. I remember, you, you know, you uh, uh, all our people going to get us shirts, and I remember seriously like crying and talking and like man that was the greatest thing ever but it was like it was basically a 15 minute show so (laughs) so i i do think there is room for both mercedes and okada to debut and it not be a big deal uh the will osprey thing is imminent i don't know when that's actually going to happen but him showing up is imminent so it's like it's crazy right now because it's like when you're talking about the free agent uh, free agent aspects of this. This is three of probably the biggest free agents in wrestling history, right? Yeah. And like, and the fact that AEW can somehow go three for three, it would be ridiculous. Uh, it would be a shift inside of the pro wrestling fandom. I mean, I do, I don't think Mercedes. Little crossover, and uh, because she was, you know, on Star, uh, was it in a Mandalorian or what? Yeah, right. yeah. So she has a little star uh, crossover. Okada's really the professional wrestler's professional wrestler. Yes. So these are big, huge names in professional wrestling, but don't don't really like crossover. And there uh, there will be like I think uh, a shift in how people inside of pro wrestling see AEW because. As far as we all know, WWE wanted these three people, right? Oh yeah. So AEW just beat them. You know what I mean? This is mm-hmm. this is the Yankees losing Alex Rodriguez. This is you know you know uh, I believe uh, it's just like it's the big deal. It's the big money team losing it to another team that has come along. So I am. Uh, oh, it's Mike. Uh, Mike uh, was it Mike Trout? Uh, You're who, t- yeah. No, it's. Uh... Pujols, or or it's uh, Shohei Otani. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like it's like if Shohei Otani signed with the you know the the Rays or something like that. It's like well, he signed with the Dodgers. Yeah, I mean, yeah, go from the Angels to the Dodgers. Yeah, so it's just like when you go with these big market teams, and it's like this other team comes in, and they're like, okay, we want to mean something, and AEW is about to be elevated to this whole other level that i don't think any of us were prepared for and you know this week with the show which was a big show right you know it was a big show was pretty announced if you check out the ratings pretty much flat and it was just like i remember when uh, AEW would announce a show like this it would usually be 150 to 200,000 more people coming. They would usually break a million on the type of show that they had this week. Yes. And, and they didn't. So there is a much needed shot in an arm for AEW to come. Yeah, no, and I think 
these signings absolutely would be the thing that sends like a big push for ratings. Cause I, I do think like, you know, shows have been pretty solid so far, but you know, I would a thousand percent say that like, you know, a big signing like this, especially for like the women's division too, because we want them to do well so much. And like, she has such a huge audience and like i think it truly would help to make some big moments because there's so many talented women on the roster that i think mercedes could work with and again okada lest we forget like how good this man is and the dream matches that we can have and just the work that this guy can do in AEW, i think would just be spectacular so i mean like i'm i'm stoked for it uh big business looks like it's gonna be an amazing show uh tickets go on sale uh, this Saturday, so literally at this morning at 10 a.m., so tickets have already gone on sale. We are recording this, of course, the night before, so we don't know how yeah. it's sold or anything well, like that. So I, I do. Wanna... I do. The pre-sale actually sold out. They've sold out over They sold out over 4,000 tickets in 12 minutes this morning. Oh, they did a pre-sale yesterday. Yeah, so uh, Friday morning, uh, what's the date? Uh, the 9th? February 9th, 9th yes. Yeah, Friday, February 9th. The tickets went on sale because that's what I missed. That's what I was telling you about. Oh. Uh, I woke up 30 minutes late and apparently 4,000 tickets had sold in 12 minutes. I heard some people complaining about the prices and uh, just really quick. I'm not going to go a long one. It, you could get floor seats for 80 or $90. You could get a hundred section for 20 to, you know, 20 to $70, but the platinum prices were the platinum prices like it right. was like they were expensive platinum prices first four rows and all this stuff were really high and it's just like i understand if you if like the get-in price or to get a decent seat price was expensive cool but if you have to be in the first row do, do you really don't have i i i have i don't talk about how much i spent to be in that seat for uh, Dynamite in Oklahoma City, but just know it was more than I ever paid to be at a Ringside WrestleMania. Ringside is such a luxury, yeah. dude. Like yeah. I, I felt lucky that I was like hard cam floor level, and I think we were like row seven or something like that, or row six, and I still felt like holy shit, like I can't believe I'm sitting here. We weren't even like ringside, you know what I mean? So like yeah. it's 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 very difficult. It's a very high price uh, seat, no matter. Yeah. It's AEW or WWE. It doesn't matter. Literally, more than I spent on both nights of WrestleMania last year to sit in that seat. And if it wasn't just a like first time in Oklahoma City, I wouldn't have spent that much. But I did. But I, you know, that's how much it cost. I'm like, if that's the area you want to be in, if you, if if it's super, like some people want to be there and they're just happy to be there and they want to watch wrestling. And some people want to be seen. It is what it is. But you got to pay to be seen. Right. No, exactly. So that's, that's, it's just how it goes. But we'll move on quickly from big business, uh, moving over to uh, what opened the show. We'll just real quick say was the number one contendership match, basically, with the winner getting a match with Samoa Joe for the AEW world title at Revolution. Swerve Strickland, who's number one ranked versus Hangman Adam Page versus number two ranked, who is number two ranked. One thing I got to say, too, uh, honestly, and it's completely like a sidetrack, but I did want to mention it since we're talking about Swerve, and that's my guy. Uh, they did announce him for uh, Fight Forever. Nana's not even there in the in, in his entrance. Like, <sighs> I don't mean to be an asshole, 
but come the fuck on, guys. Like, we ask of you, like, a couple things. Like, when you put Tony Storm in the game, have her up to date. And when you put Swerve in the game, I better see Nana fucking dancing in the background, or at least be able to unlock that. It's completely besides the point. But it hurt my soul seeing that he wasn't in there. It dude, hurt dude, my soul. Dude, Nana has had this kind of meteoric rise. And, you I know, know. A, a lot of those releases, as you, I mean, as a gamer, you know, those releases are playing like a year ago. You know what I mean? So hopefully, oh, I hopefully now that Nana's hot, you know, they could get him in, you know, later because this game was built like. I wish they would have said, like, you know, like, made it clear that this is a base game that you can expand on. Yes. Because it's like, at this point in time, it's like, this game is completely different than the game that released. So if you're trying to judge it at this point, you know, judge the game, you have to judge it on the game now, not judge right. it on the game release point. But I am happy that we got Swerve, in the, uh, Swerve coming. That's going to be great. But yeah, having Nana doing the dance would have been, like, chef's kiss. I, know. I think it could have caused. I think it could have caused not a huge resurgence in playing, buying the game, but a bit of it. Because if you, if Nana was a playable character in that uh, stadium stampede, and his special is doing the Nana dance, oh my god! I think that's that's all, all I need. All I needed was him in the entrance. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. It is what it is. I I, I sidetracked a little bit. Yeah, oh, no, no, that's fine. I saw the tweet and I was just like, "Where's Nana?" Yeah, it's just so heartbroken that he wasn't there. Absolutely heartbroken. Yeah. Either way, uh, the match itself was very, very good. There yeah. was a moment act. Uh, uh, the only thing that I laughed at was the point where he tried to put uh, Sw- Swerve tried to put Hangman through the table and literally just broke the legs of the table and it just went flat down. So he brought another table out. Um, yeah. but this match was insane. That's kind of veteran, and I I love Prince Nana uh, being a manager. He's like, hey, this yeah. is where the cherry uh, table is. I would say this if somebody is like, okay, what is AEW, right? If somebody is like, they've they they've uh, they've heard of AEW over the last five years. They've been busy. They haven't been able to check it out. They'd be like, give me a match, a recent match that gives you the vibes of what AEW is, which is a signature AEW match, like, in that I would really enjoy, I would give them this match. This match bled AEW, right? It it wasn't the smoothest match in the world. I mean, Swerve is smooth, Hangman is talented, but, you know, you had the table thing, and, you know, but, and then it's like, literally, it's like you had this moment where Swerve is getting counted out, and to motivate him, to wake him up, Prince Nana started doing the Nana dance I at know. him. Like it was like it was like a video game and he pushed the special trigger and like if he like just the did comeback it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you do that and then Swerve jumped in. It was so brilliantly done. And it's not something like literally you've ever seen anywhere else. I I am not even taking a taking a shot at WWE or anyway. You didn't see it. You haven't seen this in ROH, New Japan, nothing on a major oh, yeah. league. Nothing on a major league national level. I mean, you might have seen this at an indie show that I've never seen again. If you you were there for that and you heard that, you got me. You got me. I'm sorry. Uh I, I don't know everything that happens in the world. But when it comes to AEW, this was hey, this is a signature AEW match. Oh, thousand percent, a thousand percent, and it was incredible. The match ended with a time limit draw. Uh, Swerve was like, "No, 
I didn't go through all this just to end like this. Five more minutes, which is one of my favorite lines when it comes to time limit draws, just five more minutes. To which Hangman just smiles, basically being like, you had to beat me to be the number one contender. Swerve, you didn't do it. You will not be world champion. For you, it's over. Hangman's a moron, I gotta say, first of all. You were ranked second, he was ranked first, so Swerve would get the match. If we're playing by that logic. I will say this. This He's is a, a moron. I gotta say this. This gotta be honest, this was poorly executed. I yes. think when they announced the uh, rankings, it either should have been Hangman and Swerve both are one. You say, hey, they're both yeah, one. Yeah, they're just one and one. One and one. And then the next guy's three, four, and five. There's a tie for first place. And the match this week was to break the tie. That way, when you did the draw, it yes. makes sense that both people get uh, uh Exactly. No, yes. it wasn't. It, the way it was set up led for that confusion. Like I said, yeah, when yeah. he said that, yeah. I was just like, is he an idiot? Because it was very, very dumb. Yeah, uh, but, but eventually but, uh, Tony Schiavone got on said TK is talking to him and he said this isn't done. They have two number one contenders, so it's going to be a three way against Samoa Joe for the world title. So the revolution match is officially Hangman versus Swerve versus Samoa Joe. It's going to be an insane match. Yes, and anyone that's tired of multi man matches, this is just the second time the world title has been finished uh, uh, defended in a multi man match ever. Yep. Ever <laughs> second time ever, so you did. Don't uh, don't take your bias from other companies, things that annoy you in other company, and bring them to AEW. This is t- the second time in five years this has happened. So uh-huh. this is this is rare, you know. This is rare, and uh, yeah, uh, I'm uh, I thought Swerve looked amazing. Uh, this was a double turn. If uh, people listening yeah. are referring to this. Swerve really did come in, the evil hill who had broken in Hangman's house. Hangman came in, the baby face, the plucky baby face that everybody loves. By the end of the match, Swerve was the good guy. He uh he said no interference, all that kind of stuff. Yep. Hang- and, and, and Hangman was furious, being like, you didn't beat me, you didn't beat me, you didn't beat me. Yeah, because yeah, Hangman's focus is not becoming... And this is this match shows you Hangman's focus is not becoming the AEW champion. Hangman's focus is keeping Swerve from becoming AEW champion. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He does not want him to be world champion. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And which, honestly, all intents and purposes, he is completely justified in that thought process. That man broke in his house. <laughs> And touched his kid. <laughs> so he, he he did not touch. No, no, yeah. he just like st- stared at his kid. That's yeah, cool. that's what I'm saying. But he broke he broke in his house, so he's completely justified in his yes. hate. Yes. <laughs> so he's just completely justified in his hate. But Swerve is so popular. Honestly, the average fan has forgot that that happened because they just want him to be on that level. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna see what's going on. I'm very interested with what what they're gonna do with this. Uh, I because as soon as Joe won the title, I'd heard everybody thinking he was gonna lose the title at Revolution. Mm-hmm. I personally, for the for the vibe, the soul, whatever you want to call it, AEW. Man, and we'll talk about this much later, so just a quick statement. I never want the world title to be lost in a triple threat match. 
Yeah, oh, you, you just can't be like that, where it's like, you know, the champion doesn't get pinned or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, if you want to do a three-way elimination match and, you know, end with Hangman Right, exactly. Joe, if it was an elimination, yeah. Then yeah, yeah, but I, I God, I just, I, I just think that's anti-AEW. Uh, where yeah, the champion, if you're gonna lose the title, you have, have to, to get pinned. Yeah, you gotta get pinned, and, and, and you know they can all. Everyone in this match can survive that. It's not like anybody in this match hasn't got pinned. But like I said, we got till March third. Uh, you know, you know that's my initial reaction. We're gonna let it play out, and then I'll react again. Yeah. Uh, and then the one last piece of uh, news that we wanted to bring up from this. Uh, this uh, episode, this week of AEW, and this episode of Dynamite, besides the fact that Tony Storm and uh, Diana Peraza getting face to face, is just like they. She needs to calm the fuck down. Like these wrestling fans cannot contain themselves when she's doing this shit. Like it gets gift, it gets saved, and then just it, it, it's, it's it's too much. It's I mean, it, it, I love her. I love her so much. Yeah, it's like it's like, a TV. Oh my god, dude, you're gonna you're giving these people like heart palpitations with the amount of like they're yeah. they're sweating over you, like they are thirsty. Yeah, it's like it's like she's on a TV show and she's playing a character, but she like the two people that are okay with the sports entertainment side of stuff. What she's doing, it's gold. The pro wrestling. Yeah, it's it's basically yeah. it's very similar to like like you know how Rhea Ripley is a thousand percent trying to get you like all worked up and like like thirsty over her yeah she's doing the same thing yes and diana peraza is you know she's you know she's playing the straight man in this character like yeah she, she's the she just wants to win a title she she's above she is above the timeless Tommy thing she just wants to win a title and and, and i think it's the perfect balance and it's like it's kind of what you should play off going forward and, and man i'll tell anybody uh, about this women's division with Serena coming back, Thunder coming back, yes, yeah, Jamie eventually coming back, Britt who's taking a long time coming back. Oh my God! And then dude, Mercedes, there's so and, much. Mercedes to look Monet. To. I'm like, dude, and an all star team is coming, and you know, and there's a chance, you know, the current champions might, you know, end up being uh kind of on the back burner, even though we love them because you know, even Julia's the TBS ch- champion, but she. It's not as featured as much, so uh, I, I, I uh, a change is coming in the women's division, and uh, yeah, this is uh, we always say it with the women's division. I have been a big proponent of Tony Khan does not give a fuck about women's wrestling. I take that back. I apologize. He's very much I mean, because you know what you do, put time and money behind it. I mean, that's 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 how. That's how you show what you care about in wrestling. Time and money. Time and mm-hmm. money. That's how, I mean, that's how, how you say that's how fans vote. That's how uh, bookers show, bookers and owners show what means anything to them. Time and yeah. money. And they are putting time, both time and money into the women's division. And we love that. Yeah. Last thing we need to talk about is the tornado tag match that main evented the show. Absolute Ricky Starks and Big Bill facing off against Darby Allen and Sting. Uh, of course, biggest moment of the sh- of the match itself was staying diving off of the uh like from like the upper like from the lower deck of the uh fan area onto the floor onto big bill and ricky starks and yeah ricky starks tried to go for a spear but got caught by sting hit with a scorpion death drop 
Your new AEW World Tag Team Champions are Darby Allen and Sting. Yes. Sting is a champion in AEW. An undefeated champion in AEW. And an undefeated champion yeah, in AEW, I, yes. I, yes, uh, dude. If you ever watch Bad Boys, uh, and, uh, Marcus, uh, Marcus, which is uh, um, Martin Lawrence's character, and uh, he drives like an old lady. And then when, <laughs> it, it, when it's in... When it's at the you know peak of the movie, and he'll end up driving real fast, and uh, Will Smith's character will be like, "That's how you drive. That's how you drive. This is how you treat a veteran. This is how you fucking treat a veteran. This is how you treat a veteran for the rest of the time. And whenever you bring in a veteran, this is how you fucking treat this veteran. This this mm-hmm. thing run, no matter how it ends on Revolution on the third. This thing run." has been, and I want to talk about this before we talked about the end of the match, has been perfection. It has been an honor to, you know, one of my uh, favorite wrestlers growing up, all-time favorite wrestlers, the icon Sting. They have done nothing but respect him. They have put him in positions that he's comfortable with. I'm like, did I think a 64-year-old man would be jumping off it? No. But uh, I want to give a shout out to Ricky Starks. His selling, yes, his energy in this match was crazy. Big Bill, Big Bill. I don't know if this was his goal, but Sting said you're not a monster. And guess what? In this match, it looked like he was holding back a little bit. And I don't know. Yeah, if no, he, you could feel like he yeah, he's not like, a monster. Like using all of his strength. Yeah. So if you wanted to go to that next level with the Big Bill story where he actually becomes a monster, you could. And then there was this moment where Ricky starts. It was almost like the Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels, like, I love you. You know, like he was about to put Sting out of his misery. And he kind of hesitated on the spear. And then he hit it. But, of course, Sting kicked out because, you know, Sting, you know, he's just like he's the closest thing to a mythical character. He's very much like on his Undertaker run in AEW. It's the closest thing you could book him to. And it has been magical. And he has elevated Darby in every way. This is how working with the older person is supposed to work. He has elevated Darby over the years of them working together. Just think of what you thought of Darby at the first winners coming during the pandemic and what you think of Darby now. Like, you know, like Darby could honestly be in a world title picture and win the title. Nobody would blink an eye. He is the one of the biggest stars in the company. And, you know, Darby's done a lot on his own. I'm not going to say it's all Sting, but Sting has given him this extra bit of, you know, like uh, uh, extra bit of, you know, stature and all this stuff. And in these big matches and yeah. And, you know, Sting hit Scorpion Deathdrop, won the match. Uh, the oldest probably will be the oldest champion in AEW history. Yeah. And yeah, I, I was, I, I, as a person, I, and I'm like, there's no double standard. I do hate the fact that, uh, they're technically not a real tag team, but yes. again, they tagged up 26 times. So what it's happened? not like, yeah, it's like, not like they just gotten free, thrown yeah, together recently. Yeah, yeah, they tagged up 26 times. They'd actually been in more tag matches as a tag team than the champions that they were wrestling. <laughs> so um, that being said, so like I, I definitely, I mean, it's Sting. I'm gonna be. I yep, there is a double standard for Sting. When Sting does something, I ain't gonna be as pissed. 
is when someone else does it. I'm not mad. Uh, I get, I'm, I'm going to be in Greensboro. Sting's last match. Now we can talk about what happened after the match because that was the big, big story. Yes, and again, I'm super happy for Sting. I'm especially happy for Darby because, like I said, he was one of the guys that I immediately was like, oh, yeah, he's going to be one of my favorites. And, you know, seeing him be so successful and, you know, be able to be part of Sting's final ride and all that kind of stuff. And, yes, like you said, you could literally put him in a world title feud right now and no one would bat an eye. The dude literally just automatically slots in there because he's done so much for this company. He's always been quality, and I love Darby to death. Um, Now, after the match, the Young Bucks proceed to jump Sting and Darby Allen. They're wearing all white, and they have all white baseball bats, and they proceed to beat the crap out of them. They hit the BTE trigger uh on darby and busted him open like his head was split like shit was insane like dude got the crap kicked out of him they also beat up sting's kids which have never been physically involved in anything in wrestling yeah never in Uh, wrestling yes uh, like actively in like i was stunned that they were even there and then they got beat up by the young bucks uh and then proceeded to uh hit Sting with a bat, and then just punch Sting in the head. They then proceeded to take the tag belts and throw them over the top of uh, Sting and Darby, and covered in blood and all this stuff. And the Young Bucks are standing over Darby and Sting. Uh, this week in wrestling, the execution of things have been perfect. There was no more perfect execution than this. Uh, I wouldn't even call it a turn because the Bucks have been clearly oh, they've been here. here. Yeah, they've been clearly here. Uh, but this is a, a execution of building the match uh, to it. Because, of course, you know, when they, people originally thought that the Sting wanted to wrestle the Young Bucks, there's like no heat. You got all the heat you got. And now yeah. you have. No, and they've. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, now they, you have several weeks to build on it. Yeah, which I don't know how you could say there's no heat with this. I've literally hated every bit of it. <laughs> yes. Uh no, there's heat and like I said, they they spectacular work from the Young Bucks again. They're <clears throat> they beat the living shit out of them and like made it like they got booed the hell out of on Rampage just today too. Like they were getting the yeah, they people were furious. Um and yeah, I think it just makes the match that more exciting. Um and then, no, they, then they cut the promo. Uh, you can definitely go check this out if you haven't. There's a YouTube, AEW, like, after-match promo. When they are angry with uh, Darby and Sting for, uh, no, Darby for getting blood on their suits. Because their white suits were covered in blood. Amazing visual. Uh, and and, they ca- and yeah. when they came out on Rampage... They still had the bloody suits. And yeah. I'm like, y'all don't have dry cleaners they, or anything? <laughs> standing y'all are EVPs, but you can't go to a dry cleaner. Yeah, standing over. Oh, and uh, I want to throw this out there. Sting's sons are fucking massive. They're uh, so, dude, yes. And they look like the uh, fucking Creed brothers. Like, they, they're like that same kind of aesthetic as the Creed brothers. And they both, uh, somebody, I, I was listening to a show and they pointed this out, that they somehow look like, uh, they somehow look like Sting, but don't really look like each other. 
which is weird. Uh, they both it, it, like it's kind of odd, yeah. Yes, but they're they're jacked to the gills. Like these these dudes know where the gym is, and it, like man, it's like one of those things. I doubt it ever happens because if they were gonna wrestle, they probably wrestle. But it it'd be like those gun club people, like just completely on look, just completely on look, and how big they are. WWE would sign them tomorrow because those oh, dudes are. Of massive they look intimidating they look like they're gonna mess people up excalibur did a good job of saying they're not wrestlers that's why you know they couldn't really defend and they were getting beat with bats so i didn't you know i didn't think there was an extra explanation you know yeah. one guy had a bat you didn't you're gonna get beat up so no it was it was perfectly done uh you know we're gonna get stings last match uh greensboro i mean they they still haven't announced the match but Everyone knows it's a match. Yeah, and in regards to the match, like I said, I'm so excited for it and all that kind of stuff. My only problem with it is the fact that I'm nearly a thousand percent convinced in my mind that the Young Bucks are now just going to win the tag belts again, and they're going to do it by ending Sting's career. And I fucking can't stand it. Like, it infuriates me. And again, it's by design. But I hate it. Because I, there's no like again if this like if Sting, I know he's an old school veteran and he's and he is old school, like there's no way he doesn't go out on his back. I that's just me. Again, some people may think, but especially if the titles are involved, and which they are because they want their tag team titles back. Uh, like when they win those, like I'm gonna have all the respect in the world for Sting and his career, saying goodbye to him. But like. Thank God I won't be in attendance because I would throw shit at the Young Bucks. Absolutely. Uh, I will be in attendance. I will not be throwing stuff at the Young Bucks. I will probably be in the awe that I'm there. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, no. If I give know. you an ice cream bar, can you sit throw it at him? Yeah, so now... There was that moment where the Young Bucks, <laughs> I got you. Uh, there was a moment where the Young Bucks and Kenny were heel that first in the first few years of AEW, and they weren't really heel because no one wanted to boo them, right? <laughs> no one wanted to boo them. Uh, they're full on heel now. No one's yeah. having a problem boo them. There's like it's like these these really hardcore beginning fans are like, oh yeah, Sting deserved it, but everybody else is like, you know, you don't do this to Sting, and it's just like yeah, I remember exactly. back in the WWE when you really wanted to turn heel, you would beat up J WWF days, you would beat up JR. I, I mean, like Sting. It's not yeah. the equivalent of that, but it is a big deal to fuck with Sting. So yeah, a thousand percent. I, yeah, I, no, I really it's, and again, it. it's it's been it's been perfectly done, and like it's it's gonna do so well for them, and it's gonna make the match like again when it happens, because I do think they are still gonna beat Sting and Darby. Like the fury of the fans, I think will be true. Like in the heart, like this is as good as heel heat as they've had since when Don Callis turned. Not to Don Callis level, but, like, it's up there. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're going to see Wednesdays in Austin. Uh, Valentine's Day is in Austin. I think they're if they are on TV, they're going to get booed really, really hard. Yeah, so. and I, I, I personally cannot wait for that. But now, that, uh, right I before will, we wrap up, one more yeah, thing. Go ahead. Uh, a lot of people over the last year, especially when Punk left, and then long before that uh, rampage, they have written off those shows. They're good shows now. They are good. No, I, I'm like, 
I, I would I don't tell you this. Like we gloss over covering Rampage a lot of times. A lot yeah, of times. Yes. yes, because a lot of times it's just three matches where you know who's gonna win. Rampage has been really good lately. It is worth mm-hmm. your time. If you have time on Saturday and Sunday, catch it on DVR, catch it on on demand or whatever you do. I'm not saying stay up late on Friday night, but they've been putting yeah. on really, really good matches. They've uh, uh, featured and they're doing story related yeah, 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 stuff yeah, too, yeah. especially in the main event with the Outcasts and yeah. what happened with Ruby Soho. Like yeah. they're they're doing story related. Like it's not just like yeah. uh, a show that just has a few matches that don't really affect anything except for like minuscule things that you may get mentioned on dynamite. Like yeah. there's actual story development happening and character development happening on rampage. So yeah, like going forward, as long as they continue to like actively put stuff that we need to talk about on, we're going to talk about rampage because yeah. like you have the ability to put quality story, progressing stuff on this show. Yes. And uh collision is the best pure professional wrestling show on national TV. And yes. so, uh, if I know people go out on Saturdays, they have fun on Saturdays. That's fine. It's the perfect Sunday morning show. Get up on Sunday morning, press play on your DVR, and watch Collision. FTR and Daniel Garcia is are on a roll right yeah, now. As far rolling, so, yes. FTR Garcia and Patriarchy from last week definitely uh, worth time to go uh, build. They're also building towards, you know, people actually wanting the six-man title. That's uh, And there's a lot of storylines going on there. I think Thunder Rosa wrestled last week. Uh, they're really trying to uh, push Queen Amanada. She's basically on every show. So yeah, they and, and they, That's on every show. So right now in AEW, I don't think there's a wasted TV show in AEW. I think they are really putting a lot of effort in the TV show. So a lot of you have probably checked out. I know uh, checked out on Rampage long ago. A lot of people uh, collision after Punk left. You know, trying to get that audience back. Though, if you like pro wrestling, if that's your thing, these are shows you should be watching every week. I wanted to stop in with that because I didn't. I knew we yeah. were going to do a full recap, but I didn't want it to be known. It's we're not doing not doing a full recap because they weren't wa- worth watching. We're not doing a full recap because you know we're about to close the show in just a second. Exactly, and like I said, we've been busy. We're, it's literally twenty minutes until three in the morning, and yeah. I have to get some sleep. Yeah, so. Thank you guys for joining us for it. We say this is a short episode, but it's still one over a half hour. So like probably close over to 40 minutes too. Uh, But even still, thank you guys for joining us for this quick rapid fire edition of all things elite. Uh, We should be back next week with a full all things elite. Um, And by then we'll find out whether or not Floyd is happy or sad. If his chiefs won or lost the big game, Uh, we'll find out for next week's episode. Uh, But, Besides that, guys, rate, review, subscribe. Be sure to download this show if you listen to us on Google or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you choose to listen to us. Also, share us around, and be sure to follow us on Twitter at ATElitePod. Follow at Social Suplex. They make this show possible and have a bunch of other incredible shows on their network. I am at Austin Sumowitz, S-Z-U-M-O-W-I-C-Z. Floyd is at Floyd Johnson Jr. on Twitter. Floyd, please drop 10,000 points on the Niners, so that way, me as a Lions fan, I can sleep well at night. And you can take us home on this episode of All Things Elite. Real quick, I thank you all for listening. Make sure you root for the Chiefs Kingdom this week. I will say in the world, in life, be the friend that you want people to be to you. 
Uh, that's that's my positive thing for the night. But I'm going to leave you like I always leave you, whether it is home, work or school. Always do your best to be elite.